Life Audio. Welcome to the Homeschooling Families Podcast. I'm your host, Leslie Nunnery, and I am so glad you're here. Today, we have a special treat for you as we sit down with Adam and Nikki Anders, the talented couple behind the upcoming project, Journey to Bethlehem. This remarkable musical production tells the timeless story of the birth of Christ in a vibrant and joyful way that's perfect for the entire family. Join us as we dive into the fascinating journey of how this project came to life, from its initial spark in Adam's mind to its realization on the big screen. Discover the remarkable lessons they learned along the way, from the importance of patience to the powerful impact of aligning their lives with the very story they're telling. In this episode, you'll gain insights into the the behind-the-scenes answers to prayer that brought the cast together, including the discovery of the perfect Mary, a chemistry that clicked with Joseph, and the hunt for a big-name star to take the role of Herod. Adam and Nikki's passion for creating a family-friendly, faith-inspiring film shines through in this discussion, and their dedication to delivering a message of hope and joy during the holiday season is truly inspiring. I'm excited for you to hear the heart behind the making of the movie and the reasons behind the way they approached it. If you have a dream or you feel like God has called you to do something for Him, you'll be inspired by this episode as Adam and Nikki share how God's timing and God's ways made the project so much more better than they could have ever imagined. Have you seen the promos for Journey to Bethlehem yet? It's a story about a young woman carrying an unimaginable responsibility. A young man torn between love and honor. A jealous king who will stop at nothing to keep his crown. This live-action Christmas musical adventure for the entire family weaves classic Christmas melodies with humor, faith, and new pop songs in a retelling of the greatest story ever told. The story of Mary and Joseph and the birth of Jesus. A unique new entry into the collection of holiday classic movies, this epic Christmas musical is unlike any before it. Visit journeytobethlehemmovie.com to find out more. Again, that's Journey to Bethlehem Movie. This movie provides our families a great discipleship tool as well as a great outreach opportunity. And I cannot encourage you strongly enough to check it out and get your own tickets to take your family there to enjoy the film together. Now, won't you join me in welcoming Adam and Nikki Anders to the program? Hey, you guys, welcome back to another edition of the Homeschooling Families podcast. We have a real treat today because we have Adam and Nikki Anders joining us uh, to talk all about their upcoming project, Journey to Bethlehem. And I, for one, cannot wait to hear of all the stuff that went on behind the scenes and how this project went from thought to production, because it looks like it is such a beautiful and joyful telling of the birth of Christ. So Nikki, Adam, welcome to the Homeschooling Families podcast. I am so glad y'all are here. Thank you so much. 
Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm, I'm happy to be here because we are a homeschooling family too. So, well, good. Well, that works out beautifully. Well, tell us before we dive in, because I want to spend most of our time talking about the project itself, but I am really intrigued to hear a little bit more about you and how God led you guys to actually birth this project. Birth is a good word. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> good word. <laughs> oh, it's been a long journey. No pun intended again. But, uh, I mean, we started in, in music and uh, actually in Christian music, and then kind of that career grew and moved forward. And for me, I, you know, writing songs is how I started, and, and it wasn't enough of the story. I want to tell more of the story. And about 17 years ago now, makes me feel old, I first had the idea for this movie. And it was, we were in Iowa at her family's house in Iowa for, for Christmas, and it just hit me. Nobody's done this. Why has nobody told the story as a musical? And of course, us coming from a musical background, Nikki was in Avalon. She's a founding member of that uh, group. I don't know if you heard them. But. So music is in the you know, kind of fabric of our lives. And so I was like, why can't we tell this as a musical? Because uh, it can reach so many people that way. Yeah. Well, it took a longer time than I expected uh, <laughs> at this point. But I think I had to go kind of through everything I went through to learn how to make this movie. Uh, I wasn't ready. Yeah. If then if I had made it on my time schedule, it would have been really bad, <laughs> frankly. But I had the opportunity in those 17 years to work in Hollywood at the highest level with the best people in the business and learn how to do this. Wow. So now, you know, we were ready and uh, everything came together and, and here we are. We made this movie and uh, it's been quite a quite a process, but really, really rewarding. That's amazing. Isn't God's timing just incredible? You know, and the way that you can look back and see all the things that he did leading you and enriching your experience and giving you context and, you know, all of the maturity, all of these things to get you to this exact moment. That is, that's really, I think, even more exciting about the project itself because you can see God's hand in it for 17 years. And that's really amazing. Yeah. It's amazing when you look back, you know, I was, look, I was a homeschool kid. I'm probably an OG homeschooler. <laughs> way back when, because my parents were in the ministry and we traveled all over the world. So I grew up doing homeschooling and then I started studying music as a young guy in, in Florida and kept doing my homeschooling so I could study music. And it's all kind of evolved from that background. And it's just amazing. We look back at all the things I have to weave together for us to get to this point. And I never imagined in a million years that when I was this homeschool kid playing bass, you know, I would be here now. You know, it's amazing. Our dream can't go as far as God's do. Amen. That is that is so true. And I also love the way that God uses exactly what he puts in your hand. Like he he gave you guys music. He gave you guys this experience. And that's exactly what he is using now to reach millions of people. And with a telling of this amazing story in a brand new and exciting way. So that's that's really exciting to hear as well. And it's a great reminder that even though we can't necessarily connect the dots between our giftings and what we can imagine God could possibly do, God knows. And God doesn't make any mistakes in the way that he equips us. That's so true. I mean, I feel like one of the big takeaways that we've gotten from this whole long, long process is just that is that it's so hard to get caught up in the not knowing what's going on and the impatience of why is this not happening? Why is this happening? And why is it taking so long? Is it ever going to happen? that we forget now that we've gone through it and it's been realized to then remember, learn how to remember in the moment 
that God is God is there. The patience and the faith do combine, and you can be patient in in the waiting. Yeah, absolutely. And- well, there's a line in the movie actually that patience is a good companion for faith. How that comes out of that line, I wrote that because it came from the process of making this movie. It's like you know you have to wait, and if we knew what the future held, we wouldn't need to have faith, right? If we knew everything yeah. God knows, there's no reason for faith. So it's hard. It's hard to be patient in in those times when you don't know what's happening, what's coming na- next. But yeah, it's amazing. You know, if you can combine faith uh, with your patience, what God can do in those moments. Yeah, Amen. And and I think a lot of times too, if we knew the future, we wouldn't step out. We would, right. you know, the fear of what is to come because we don't have the grace that goes along with the timing would would keep us would hold us back from following God. And I'm sure actually that is something that you can see very clearly. Mary and Joseph would have known that this was going to be a rough road, but they they couldn't have had any idea of all the things that they were going to encounter along that journey. So I, I'm very eager. What 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 made you decide to start telling this story the way that you told it? Well, the original vision, you know, the the idea that I had was to, you know, I felt like it became very clear in my head and, and that this had all the pieces of a great family movie, a family musical that, you know, music can penetrate in a way just words don't, you know, it can, yeah. it can, Oh, absolutely. Borders and it can, you know, penetrate hearts in a way that words can't sometimes. So music and musicals are very powerful in that way. So I wanted to frame this story uh, in that way so it could reach more people, frankly. And, and I've never felt called to, to make, quote, Christian content, content for, for Christians. I made this movie very much for everyone else. I want, nice. How can we tell this story so that everyone can know what Christmas is about? Uh, I joke Santa hijacked Christmas, um, but I bet you Santa's a Christian, actually. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <I don't> <laughs> but no, I just felt like it was it, we needed this movie, and we needed to tell these stories in a way that would come alive and, and kids could lean into the story. I remember I had a storybook Bible when I was a kid, and it was very picturesque and beautiful and colorful and i leaned into it i couldn't wait to read the next page and then you start seeing bible movies come out that don't have that colorful celebratory aspect it's you know sheep right grazing in dirt and it's staff and sandals and nobody smiles and i'm like no no no. christmas is a celebration it's the greatest story ever told i want to do it with color with vibrance with great music and song and dance and be expressive so that when kids see it they're like wow what is this i want to see more yeah so that was the initial vision, and, and it's stayed pretty true through all these years. You know, there were songs written in the original 12-page document I wrote that Christmas that are still in the movie. Um, wow. But yeah, I mean, you have Mary and Joseph, you have a love story, you have Herod the villain, and you had the wise men who are our comic relief. It was all right there, mm-hmm. you know. So that's what we have in Journey to Bethlehem. When you can tell a lot of that just from the trailer, I was I was watching the trailer again as I was getting ready to get on with you and just giggling at the wise men and and thinking how amazing and what a presence Herod had. And we can talk about that in a minute, but also enjoying the relationship that you see between Mary and Joseph. And that's actually one of the questions that I had for you was what kind of historical context did you all put into this? You know, we it's so easy to read the Bible and to just kind of gloss through and actually kind of set it where we are. But how did you all study to to really kind of position this story where it happened to give that historical context that would enrich it so much in our understanding? 
hold that thought. We will be right back after a short break. Yeah, I mean, it's, um, you know, it's interesting because when you're making a musical, you're not making a documentary, you know, <laughs> it's, it's, it has to be a bit heightened so you can justify, you know, pop music all of a sudden happening in a, in a movie. Yeah. So <laughs> can't be super grounded because that would be really weird if they started singing. Dance. Right. So I didn't make a documentary, like full disclosure, but the canon, as I call it, is very important. Matthew 1 and 2, Luke and 1 and 2, that's, that's what we have. There's not much detail. Mm-hmm. It doesn't talk about Mary's journey and what she went through in detail. It doesn't talk right. about Joseph. Why did he decide to stay? How was it for him to take her sin upon him or her stain as the world would view it, right? He right. left her. She should have been stoned. What was that like for them? You know, that must have been really, really hard. So to kind of put yourself in their shoes in that time, it, it was a really difficult thing that they were asked to do. And Mary must have been so strong. You know, I, I look back, I'm like, I don't think Mary was weak. I don't think she was every other girl. And maybe people will disagree with me. But in in my mind, when I reflected on this and studied it, I was like, she must have been the strongest woman God could find, you know, and because this is not a task for, for a weak person, you know. Absolutely. So those are the things you try to humanize it and and put it in a in a context that people can relate to, you know, and that's yeah. when you're telling a story like this. But, you know, the there's so many things, you know, it's hard to make everyone happy when you do a story like this. You know, you're definitely taking on something. You're going to have a target on you. Everyone's going to oh, have no question. theology and historical accuracy and all these things. And, you know, I, I look at it like this, you know, every nativity painting from all the great artists in history who were Christians, they're not biblically accurate. The wise men mm-hmm. were there in the nativity scene. They right. weren't there when Jesus was born, yet they're there with a baby Jesus in the manger. So I yeah. felt like I could take that creative license as well. If they, mm-hmm. we all celebrate, we all know the nativity scene's beautiful. It means something to us. It's symbolic of something. So if you take right. symbolism rather than, you know, complete timeline, biblical accuracy, I think that's really important. But at the end of the day, anything that would change the story of the gospel and what this is about was a, was no way I'm not doing it. Yeah. Thoughts for it. But if it was things that really at the end of the day don't change the gospel story, that's where we could take creative license. I call yeah. it the in-betweens, in between the scriptures. <laughs> yeah. Yep. 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 Well, and you have to read in between the lines. You have to, you, you can't forget that these were real humans that lived real lives. And we only have, like you noted, a couple of, of chapters that deal with this time frame, And yet there was, there was, you know, nine months of just her carrying Jesus. Yeah. And then, you know, the two years there when they're, waiting to before you know they they flee and go off and all of these different timelines life happened and i love the fact that we're able to kind of get a glimpse of what that could have looked like struggles as well as the joyful exciting times and i think that that is one thing that film and music really allows us to explore that at just a a reading through god's word even with the best intentions we don't often take the time to do that mm-hmm. that's right and I think you want to bring it home to people, you know? Right. And I don't think the average person is not going to care if the wise men came three years after Jesus was born or are there when he is born. They're not going to care right. if they left for Egypt the day after or three years later. It doesn't change what this is about. So for me, exactly. I have 90 minutes in a movie to tell a story. I have nine Bible verses and nine months to cover. <laughs> you know, you have to take certain licenses to to put it in, in this uh, framework and Look, the response has been so good. People have seen the movie. 
there's always a couple people that you know have issues. And if you try to make something for everyone, you make it for no one. Right. Exactly. So I had to just stay true to the vision that God gave us, and, and that's what we did. Mm-hmm. Well, good, good. What was what was some of the things that maybe were unexpected that God taught you through this, or or things that you saw that really were so enlightening that were huge takeaways from this project for you guys? You go that's <laughs> you know yeah, I think it's, it's, I'm going to throw this yeah. huge question at you, and you have to do something with it. <laughs> I guess I guess something that's coming more into light right now is is how aligned our lives have been with the story that's being told in the movie Mm. um the journey for instance and the the patience we've gone through so many things in the past four or five years in our in our personal lives and our family that we have not had patience or and we've been bitten because of that or we have not recognized wanted it now not recognized that this is a journey like god is putting us on a journey as well just like this movie has been a journey, just like we are on a journey and as a family, that God doesn't give us our whole story in one moment. Our story that he writes for us is a lifelong. And so I think that's been one thing that I've, I've um, internalized based on the making of this film has been a journey, obviously 17 years worth. Our lives personally are long stories and we don't get everything that we want right in one minute. God has it all, you know, written over time. And so just being faithful and and trusting that that's, that's for us too, not just for this movie, not just for Mary and Joseph and their journey, not just for the world at large, but personal life and our yeah. family's life as well. So that's been, I don't know that it's from just the making of like the film, it's not on set per se, but it was just something that I feel is happening at the same time. 100%. Every time we get impatient, Bad things happen. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? Like snap decisions, you make knee-jerk reactions, yeah. whatever it is. And if we just slow down, yeah, patient, and let God do his thing, it goes so much better mm-hmm. for everyone. But we don't, do we? We get involved and we move. Oh, it's on my timeline, my timeline. Well, exactly. We get in the flesh and we want to control or we, like you said, we lack patience where we just won't wait, be still and know that he is God and allow him to be God, allow him to work and open those doors. When we try to wedge those things open, it it tends to be a really bad situation. I think that's two two big takeaways that that's one that, you know, we just have to be patient. And if I had made this movie on my timeline, it would not have worked, but it yeah. made on God's timeline. And therefore it's something special. Wow. Um, that's one. Two, I think it's just seeing what you know, I'm one of the big themes of the movie is God has so much bigger plans for you than even you do that you can even imagine. Right? God is a bigger if we just trust Him and have faith, you won't even believe the things. And I'm I'm living proof. You know, I wanted to be a bass player. I studied jazz bass, and I'm directing a feature film. You know, in Hollywood, I could never even have dreamt that up. Like that's crazy, but that's yeah. the plan He had for me. So I'm actually. And as I've been doing this, I've been looking back and going, oh, my gosh, I'm literally living proof of what the message of this movie is. Wow. So that's been pretty amazing. Yeah. There's nothing too hard for God. There's nothing outside of his reach and his ways and his plans are perfect. And there's so many, so much strength, our, our faith strengthening elements to just reminding yourself of that and seeing it played out in film and, and otherwise is so, so powerful. Mm-hmm. Now, you guys created this very specifically wanting it to be a family-friendly experience. 
why why was that such a big deal and how has that impacted since you are a family creating this you know how has that all played out that's yeah. fun yeah i mean we very much wanted to make a movie for our family too not, and yours you know everyone's family and you know the reality is there's not much good uplifting clean content for families anymore and you know yeah. to be disney not so much now and i really feel like the world needs stories like this and needs you know our our company's called nightlight and, you know, needs darkness to shine and there's a lot of darkness. So yeah. to try and inject some, some light and some stories, like you mentioned, how joyful this movie is bringing some joy to people at this time. That's just really hard Yeah, and bringing up something that the entire family can enjoy together. You know, at Christmas, we, we gather as a family, every generation, and there's mm-hmm. really nothing to sit down and watch together about Christmas, you know, right? so creating something that every year, hopefully people will sit down and watch this together as a family. That would be an amazing accomplishment if, if that's what we ended up with. And we do have two boys. And so, you know, they were pretty involved. <laughs> the they're amount, very opinionated. They're very opinionated. I'm, I know well, where they from. Both love film. I don't know where they get their opinionated. <laughs> For those of you not watching uh, the YouTube version, they're pointing at each other here. So, well, yeah. But it was really fun and, and actually kind of helpful because, you know, to get a perspective of, I mean, obviously they're now 11 and 14, but when this whole thing started, well, it was before they were born, but the, the big parts of this were in the last couple of years. And so they, you know, some of the script versions were read to them. Yeah, I'd sit and read the script yep. to the family. Get Just get feedback and then listen yeah. to the songs and, you know, get their take on what they love and what they gravitate toward. And it's... What's really fun is, you know, musicals traditionally skew more female girl musicals, think Frozen or Greatest Showman or whatever. But because we have two boys, this musical is is scoring all the test screenings we've done has scored just as high with boys as it does with girls. That's great. So having our boys at home and I had to make them happy. Right. That was the one thing I moved away for six months. And that was probably the hardest thing in this whole process was leaving my for six months. I moved to Spain to to make. Okay. Nine hour time change. They're coming home from school. I'm asleep. You know, we barely, exactly maybe one a day a week on Saturdays we could speak. That was it. It was very hard, hard on the boys. But when I left, and my older son said, "Dad, just don't make a bad movie. <laughs> well, <laughs> don't well, embarrass the family. Always, <laughs> if you make a bad movie, I'm like, great, no pressure. <sighs> you know, coming home and then and being imposed and just doing this as a family and having them love the movie and now seeing that bear out. You know, when people, other boys see the movie and they love it. It's been really cool. So now girls and boys love it, which is like, that's another gift. You know, it's like, what an amazing yeah. thing that boys and girls can love the same movie for a family. That's hard. That's fantastic. It's not hard just to pick a movie as a family. So, oh, yes. Yeah. So. Yeah, we have girls and boys. We have two boys and two girls and they're primarily grown now, but for for years. Yeah, you you can please one or the other, but it's real hard. It's real hard. There, there are some real niche genres that we can do with both, yeah. but. Right. Generally speaking, someone has to concede. That's right. So really, this movie was made by a mom and a dad and two kids. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Is our family. That is awesome. Well, how did the Lord bring together the the cast? You've got some just, it, it looks like just a really great cast, people who can embody these characters very, very well. How did the Lord, you know, kind of bring all of these pieces together? Yeah, I mean, that's some of the amazing stories actually behind the scenes of how everyone that's in this movie, the way that happened is pretty, 
pretty amazing. You can see God's hand at work, you know, how the way he weaves things together. And mm-hmm. I just, it, it, I've been writing these things down to you so we don't forget. You know, I love journaling yeah. because you can look back and then you can remind it, wow, God was really faithful, which also gives you faith going forward, right? And you look back and see how faithful he was. But I mean, I had to find the right marriage. That's where it all started for me. Oh, yes. Really difficult process. I went through hundreds of auditions and, you know, 80% of directing is casting. I believe that I've seen that in my career. If you get the casting wrong, you cannot fix it in post. There's no fixing a movie with a room cast. Right. It was crucial for me that I got this right. And I just couldn't find my Mary. For who Mary was, like we talked about a strong Mary, but also humble. How are you strong and humble at the same time? How can you be soft, you know, at the same time as you're being very strong and, and tough? Yeah. Um, and how can you be likable even when you're doing that? So there was all these things I was trying to find and it was impossible. And we were a few weeks from starting and I had no cast. I mean, it was. Oh, wow. Oh, that was so much pressure from studio. You have to cast somebody. I'm like, but I, these aren't right. And I was praying and praying, please, God, send me Mary. And it was three in the morning. I'm in Madrid. Can't sleep because I'm stressed out about this. And just like, so I sit up and I check my email and I've gotten a new casting link from L.A., more submissions. I'm like, no, 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 no. And then Fiona Palomo popped up and I watched this thing and I watched it again and again and again. And I was like, this is it. This is wow. so much so that I wrote an email in the middle of the night to Sony saying, I found Mary. I want to cast her. And huh. yes, because they were desperate. <laughs> and that's funny. That's how yeah. it works. Yeah. Anything you say, let's just go. <laughs> well, she's, not a, yeah. she's not a household name. Now she's in Outer Banks, which is a big show, but she wasn't then. And she is a phenomenal talent, but she was undiscovered. So normally a studio will say, no way, we have to see a callback. We're going to have to do this and that. Yeah. Maybe say no because they want a bigger name or whatever it is, right? Well, they didn't do that because we had no time left. So patience. God's timing again. Huh? So they said yes, without a callback, which is wow. you cast the lead in a feature film without a callback. Well, then we jump right in the chemistry reads with Joseph's and we had like six that we were looking at and we just kind of put them one after another against her the next day. Literally like we just dove right in because we were so very happy. Yes. And the first audition was Milo Mannheim. I had no idea who he was, full disclosure, even though turns out he's a massive star. He was in all the zombies movies in Disney and he's a huge. Oh, well, see, that's why I probably don't know him either. <laughs> I haven't watched any zombie movies lately. Yeah. I haven't watched zombies, but he's really the biggest star in the Disney and on France wow. right now. And I didn't know that. I just thought, this guy's amazing. And their chemistry is amazing. I love this guy. And so I circled his name and said, there's Joseph. Boom. That just fell in the next day. Wow. And the big, big important thing, I had to find Herod. And this needed to be a big name. And you had to cast yeah. one big you know, movie star name. And I had had Antonio Banderas top my list for three years. You know, I'd seen him in Phantom of the Opera. He's amazing. I, I've just always been a fan of his. Number one, he's an incredible actor. Yeah. He's an amazing singer. And his song is the hardest song in the movie to sing. It is huh. real. So I was like, they kept, you know, there were people that wanted to do it, big names, but I'm like, yeah, but they can't sing. Like, this isn't going to work. So yeah. I had kind of hounded his manager, sent the script. He liked the script. He liked the song, but he's like, Antonio can't be bothered. He's directing a, mu- a musical right now, a stage play and starring. Mm. So he can't even be bothered. I'm like, well, where is he doing this? And he said, in Madrid. Well, that's where I was living and prepping. Wow. That's not a coincidence. So I said, well, huh. what theater is he in? Because I'm going to see him. So we started going to the show. And I kept you know, hitting the manager up. Is there any way you can come out and talk to me? And then we befriended 
a guy at the theater or my producing partner <laughs> did who is a best friend of Antonio. And he said, I'll get him to come out and talk to you. And sure enough, the next night we went and he came out and we hit it off. And I did gave my five minute elevator pitch and he loved it. And then he loved the script and the song and he s- said yes. And amazing. And just things like that all the time that, and they're just perfect. I mean, when you see the movie that the performances are so good you can sense that they want to be there. They want to tell the story. Yeah. Uh, it's really awesome. Yeah. Did the, did the cast have a sense of the importance of the story they were telling? Like, was was that something that was palpable there? 100%. 100%. Starting with, with Fiona, you know, I, I mm-hmm. her after I, I, I chose her and she was crying, like when I was talking to her, because she was so wanting to tell this story. And she was wow. so relieved because she didn't accept until she spoke to me. And the reason okay. was she wanted to make sure I wasn't doing anything to hurt the story. Good. She's like, I have to speak to this guy to make sure he's going to respect the story yeah, and do this right. And of course, she realized that as we were talking, how much it means to me. And so she broke down in tears and like, this is so perfect. I can't, you know, so yes. And Milo, you know, Milo's Jewish, which I think is a really considering what's going on in the world right now is wow. a pretty amazing thing. And he could not have been more passionate he was he was changed by playing Joseph in this in this movie. I mean, he'll tell you that he just embraced it. Antonio, you know, he's a strong man of faith. He absolutely did. I mean, everyone that was there, was, like I said, they wanted to be there. And then you have people like Joel yeah. Smallbone, who I cast much later because I didn't know who Herod was going to be. And Joel Smallbone um, for King and Country, you know, he um, plays Antonio's son in the movie, Herod's son Antipater. And I mean, having someone like him there and his wife Mariah plays uh, Mary's sister, Deborah. Okay. I mean, that, you know, and then uh, kind of somebody I could lean on and pray with. And, and you know, there were hard times, obviously. It was just an amazing experience. And uh, as hard as it was, I grew closer to God because of this movie, not further away. Well, and I I love the fact you mentioned earlier in the, the podcast, I think I, I want to bring it back around. You talked about the fact that this wasn't just made for Christians. This was made for everyone. And I think that the power of helping everyone truly respect the beauty of this story, positioning it as, you know, real humans who live, I think God can use that in so many ways to, you know, there's an element of controlling the narrative. There's an element of actually getting the truth out there with humanity wrapped around it, which God came wrapped in humanity. And we miss that. And, and sometimes as believers, when we are just, sharing our faith, it gets so sterile in the telling. And so to to actually have an outreach that will be engaging and beautiful and well-produced for Christians and unbelievers alike, I, I pray that God uses this magnificently to forward his kingdom around the world. Yeah. I mean, even Fandango has partnered with us to where we can gift tickets to people. You can buy tickets for them. People in need, people can't afford tickets, or just people you want to see the movie. Wow. Because they believe that the same as us. This is for everyone. And, you know, it's, it's, this is the movie you can bring your neighbors to, you know, it, and it, that was very important to me because it's a, it's a big ask to go, Hey, come to church with me on Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Most people won't do it. Right. But Hey, go to the movies, go watch this really good movie. You love musicals. Here you go. That that's what this movie can be. It's it's an amazing tool to reach people, and it's not it's not preachy. It's just the story, mm-hmm. you know. And the story is powerful on its own. I don't need to add to it. 
But yeah. just to be able to tell people what Christmas is about is an amazing thing because people mm-hmm. really don't know. And, don't. and yeah, exactly. That it's wrapped in humanity. I feel like we're living in a time when we're farther and farther away from recognizing the truth of, of scripture, right? So people don't even think of it as, they just think of it as stories. But when people can relate themselves to the people that went through these times 2000 years ago, I think that if you can see yourself in that and then internalize that, what what would that be like today? When you wrap it in humanity, people can relate to it much more than just yeah. a story that people wrote, you know, that was written yeah. 2000 years ago. I just feel like it's something that can really reach people on a different level than hearing the story at church. Uh-huh. It also shows, you know, I, I don't like to say I tried to make it relevant. It is relevant. It's more relevant That's than right. the story. But I try to frame it in a way that will make you see how relevant it is, you know, and show you how these same themes are present today. And people are going through the, through the same exact things today. And, you know, we need this story just as much today. You know, uh, yeah. we need Jesus today as much as they did then. So, yeah, I don't like saying, oh, I made it, try to make it relevant. But no, no, I just tried to show you. Show the humanity. Right. How exactly is and these were real people going through really hard times and tough things. And it's really gives you hope and it gives you joy and peace, you know, seeing this. And you really I hundred percent have seen it. This was my prayer when I made it, that you would feel better than you did before you watched the movie, after you've seen it. And that's we've seen that uh play out in all the screenings. It really brings joy to people. Well, that is awesome. How can people get more information? How can they get tickets? You mentioned that Fandango is partnering with you guys. If someone wants to, you know, bring someone along that maybe it would be unwilling or not able to afford or whatever, give us some more insight into that so that we can know how we can really use this great tool, not only for our own enjoyment, but also, you know, as part of our ability to reach our neighbors or our family members who don't know the Lord and so on. Yeah. You just go to journey to com, and all the information is there. You can buy tickets. You can actually just put in your zip code where you are and all the theaters that have it will pop up. You can buy tickets for yourself. You can gift them to someone else. There's all kinds of ways to get involved. You can even bring a whole group. We've made it really easy to book a whole theater. If you have 75 people, you can have a whole theater and church groups and even smaller groups than 75. It's all right there on the website to help make it easy to bring people to see this movie. November 10th is when we hit theaters in the U.S. and North America. Okay. It's going to come out worldwide as well. We have 30, more than 30 countries have picked it up, which is very unusual actually for for a faith-based movie. Mm. Things going all over the world. Wow. Start coming out November 10th, 17th. Each week, it'll come out more countries until December 14th is the last territory. Super exciting. Wow. Yeah, journeythebethlehemmovie.com, November 10th in the U.S. here. Fill the theaters. You know, it's very important, especially with the strike. You know, our actors can't mm-hmm. be there in the movie. You know, it's a really tough time for us to promote a movie. So God really wow. show up. We all need to kind of spread the word. The first two weeks will be crucial to keep it in theaters, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Because if we just get a good turnout at the beginning, then we'll stay in theaters through the holidays and, and then word of mouth will have a chance to spread and this thing could really blow up. Uh, so that, yeah. that's our hope. Okay. What do you really hope that families who go to see it, individuals and so on, what do you want them to take away? What is really your prayer for this movie and the impact that it has on those who see it? Mm-hmm. I 
I feel like, you know, I've, I've, we've used the term joy before and, and a lot of times in this interview, but, but I feel like there's joy and there's meaning and joy, like a depth. I feel like people should walk away feeling that joy, but then a sense of meaning and a depth. Yeah. Like they don't, may not even understand why there's something there that they just, maybe they put their finger on it and maybe they don't, but I just want them to have that deeper joy that comes, you know, that surpasses all understanding, you know, just yeah. thing that maybe it's a seed that will grow over the years and maybe they understand and grow even closer to God. But just, it's really, that's the bottom line for me is, is the depth and meaning of what joy is. Yeah. Mm. I mean, it's that, of course, like I said, making, you know, touching people, making them feel something, you know, to, you know, that's what you want to do with, with art is people to feel you know, a depth of emotion and, and music penetrates deeper, like we said, than words, but also just on its, on the basic level to just know what Christmas is about, you know, what an amazing thing to go put your kids down, your grandkids mm-hmm. down and say, here it is in a beautiful package yep. with songs you're going to want to sing. And you walk away going, I know what we're celebrating, you know, it's a yeah. very basic, but frankly, so many people don't know, you know, right. Christ has really been taken out of Christmas and it sounds so cliche but it's just a basic thing that I wanted to do. I wanted to tell this story and in a way where it'll spread. Mm. Hopefully that's what happens. But I've, we've kind of done our part. We're kind of this interesting place now. It's coming out in a couple of weeks. And we just said at this point, we just have to let it go. You know, we've made it. Yeah. And now, you know, just God knows to do what he wants to do with it, which is scary. Right. And that's where faith comes in again. Now I have I was going to say more of a walk of faith. <laughs> yeah, I joke. I feel like a train is coming at me and I don't know if it's going to run me over or pick me up and take me on a ride. <laughs> that's what a release date feels like when you spent 17 years making something. I am uh, sure. Yeah, it's a scary time, but that gives us an opportunity to lean into our faith more. Yep. Amen. Well, Adam, Nikki, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for taking the time to to pour into this project all those years, the prayer that the time, the study, everything that's gone into it. I appreciate your coming and sharing the heart behind it. And, you know, just I I can't wait to see it. And I hope that everyone else does as well. So thank y'all for being here. Go homeschoolers. <laughs> yep, amen, amen, amen. <laughs> well, thank you guys for joining us too. You know, we talk every single week about the fact that the Great Commission starts at home. And it is such an important thing to find tools and resources that we can use to present Jesus to our children in a myriad of ways. And Journey to Bethlehem is really a great tool for doing that, helping them see the humanity, help them see the joy that goes behind the telling of this story, helping them to actually have the context for where Jesus was born and what things look like. And and then also to have those stories, those times spent together that you can lean back on as your kids get older, laugh about the things that you shared, the conversations that came out of it, that sort of thing. These movies like this are great discipleship tools when used well. And so I encourage you, go see it with your family. Bring others with you. Uh, Maybe get your homeschool group together. Rent out a whole theater. Uh, Let's really get behind and support this effort. Uh, It's been 17 years coming and where we've seen God do so many amazing things. This is our chance now to jump in and get involved in that. So I will link all of the things that they told you in the show notes. Go to those show notes, get your tickets, and then 
let's share this broadly. Put the trailer on your Facebook feed, share it with your homeschool groups, and let's really go out and support this film that tells so beautifully about the birth of Jesus and the journey that Mary and Joseph took. Have a great rest of your day, and I look forward to talking to you again real soon. Thank you for joining me today. It's my prayer that every episode of the Homeschooling Families podcast helps to strengthen your family by giving you biblical and practical ways to raise your children and educate them well. We'd love to engage with you more, so check out teachthemdiligently.net to find out about the resources and experiences we offer Christian homeschooling families like yours all year long. I want to take just a second to thank the team at Life Audio for their partnership with us on the podcast. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you'll find dozens of other faith-centered podcasts in their network. They've got shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and a whole lot more. Mm -hmm. 